for what are we had It's like you gon' eat or you gon' starve Either you gon' hustle or you raw Never had no who drink, but I always wanted to ball Ever since a jid, I know I was gon' be rich Never thought it'd be like this But now I got no money, so every day we live By the time I turned 10, I was running wild Listening to Juvenile, staying at my grandma's house My mama got put out I been through some shit that you will never know But I keep a smile, I can't let and it show And we're back Jump on the um Ostensibly a baseball podcast Season 5, week 14. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to us. This evening is Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. Broadcasting in from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me today, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joel, how you doing? This is Sam. I'm broadcasting in, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My hot take this week has to do with the Boston Red Sox. And I know that every week on this podcast, in reference to the Red Sox slow start, I say it's too early to panic, like they'll turn it around. And I am officially here telling people, Red Sox fans, that it is time to panic. (laughs) Um, we have played over 20 games now, um, and the Red Sox have never gotten shown a better effort than what I would call mediocre. Uh, starting pitching is terrible. And one of our starting pitchers just had surgery today to remove loose bodies from his elbow, which is just <laughs> sounds so fucking gross. <laughs> um, and he's out six more weeks, uh, and some changes have to be made for sure. Um, so anyway, hot take. Yeah. It's time to panic. Hit the panic button, Red Sox fans. Everybody freak Hit out. Yeah. <laughs> freak out. We'll definitely have to come back to this because I got some questions and observations I want you know, ask about the Red Sox. Cool. Um, what's up, everyone? This is Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston, where my hot take is also out of. Unlike Sam, though, it's a little more rosy. This past week, we encountered three different uh, days that I would call trifectas of Boston sports, where the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Bruins, and the Boston Celtics were all playing simultaneously <coughs> on three different days. I mean, this is basically the wet dream of the Boston sports fan. And I'm happy to say that over the course of those nine games, we went seven for nine. Not bad. That ain't bad. I was actually listening to Bill Simmons' podcast this week, and he... You know, he's a big Boston homer. He's yeah. still counting on the uh, the odds of the Boston sweeping all the sports championships, right? They've got uh, last year's World Series. They've got the Super Bowl. Odds of the Celtics winning the NBA championships, I think, are not great. But they're not zero. Yeah, but they're like, they're like two, right? 2%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, my name's Joel. I'm 
broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take for the week is about geese. I think if I were to own my own sports franchise, I would want to call them the something-something geese. <coughs> I was at the liquor store last week. Shout out to Benny's on North Prospect. The, giddy, the geese are mating and having, you know, raising their families in the parking lot of the Benny's. So I drove in in my little Honda Fit, and Daddy Goose got up and made that Velociraptor sound, and he was refusing to back down. And I was a little intimidated, even from inside my own car. And I slowly drove around the Goose and found my parking spot as far away from him and his uh, baby mama as I could. Yeah. Geese are intimidating. Why, you know, they're as scary as Seahawks or Falcons or, I don't know, Cardinals. Uh, you should have just run that goose over, Joel. I'm not going to run the goose over. Why not? I, he scared me. Maybe you're in a car. Like, he can't get to you in your car. You should have just run him down. Yeah, you can yeah, have he was Easter goose. <laughs> Easter goose. Yeah. And then, you know, if you kill the father of those goose babies in front of them, there's the chance that one of them will grow up to be bat goose. <laughs> and seek its revenge on me. And seek its revenge on crime in general. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Clean I didn't up the streets up. of Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> bat goose. Yeah. That's right, weather. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks everybody who listened to last week's episodes. Um, what was our beat block last week, you guys? I forgot. Cuban players. Cuban players, yeah. That was a good one. I liked that episode. Also talked a little bit of Game of Thrones in the C block. We talked about Tiger Woods winning the Masters and how unimpressed I am by it in our A block. So if you haven't gotten the opportunity to check that out, please do. Thank you to everyone who listened to us last week. New York, New York, Champaign, Illinois, Providence, Rhode Island, Sheboygan. Uh, Sheboygan. Uh, Taipei, Taiwan. Bozeman, Montana. Uh, Aurora, Colorado. Tustin, California. Boynton, Virginia. So shout out to all of our loyal listeners and all of our new listeners. Check us out on Apple iTunes, Dump on the Ump. Please give us a rating and a review. Check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash umpinhemp. Umpinhemp. And find us on Facebook and Twitter. So, did you guys watch the NBA playoffs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, your baseball team's not doing well, but your basketball team was doing really good, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched. I was actually at Eli's house this past weekend, and we watched a game. Well, they swept the Celtics, swept the Indiana Pacers four games to none, and that was the four-five uh, matchup. A little misleading because the Pacers were out, were without Victor Oladipo, their best player, and most of the games were close. Three out of four were pretty competitive. Is that's right, right, Eli? Correct. Yeah, but Boston won them all. That's uh, also correct. 
Yeah. So that's the best result you can get. Yeah, I was pretty pleased. Um, the Celtics, as many of our loyal listeners know from my whining, I don't think there's any other way to say it, all season has been less than desirable. They started out the season ha- supposed to have the strongest team in the East. Um, and all of the tools were supposed to be healthy with Howard Go- um, Hayward Gord- Gordon Hayward coming back from his leg injury and Kyrie Irving uh, coming back from two knee surgeries. But they really fell short of expectations in a bad way. Came in yeah. fourth in the standings, which was even better than probably they should have been situated. Uh, But the East was rather weak all around. But if you watched this series, you would have thought, shit, maybe they are the best team in the East. Because all of a sudden they seem to be clicking in a way that they haven't up until this point. We'll see if it's sustained. As you said, Indiana's probably not as good as their standing shows. Um, but what's funny about it all is that we played Indiana at least twice towards the end of the season, and we beat them in those two games, which means that pretty much in the last month, we beat Indiana six times. (laughs) Really got to be demoralizing if you're an Indiana Pacers fan. So fuck y'all. Yeah. Yeah. They kept showing, uh, Larry Bird, who's like, what, the the president of the Pacers or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And he really had the look on his face of a guy who was, like, thinking about going back across the battle lines. He was, like, very upset with <laughs> his team's performance, I think. Yeah, it's the Larry Bode Bowl, or the Larry Bode Challenge. They should do it every year, make the Celtics right. and play each other. And um, Larry Bird just switches from like plays one half with the Celtics and then plays the other half with the Pacers. He's like 65 or something, isn't he? <laughs> he's so old, but he's really tall still. Oh, good. I'm glad, glad he didn't shrink in his old age. Uh, but yeah, but next round you guys get the number one Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek freak. So that's going to be quite a different challenge. I think so. It'll just come down to whether or not the Celtics can keep him at bay. Of course, no one's going to stop him. He's too good. But if they can contain him to not over exceed, you know, not exceeding expectations himself. And that I I like how their backcourt matches up against Milwaukee. So I don't really I'm not really as afraid of them as you might be coming into a game against the number one seeded team. Yeah. Well, you've got Al Horford. I mean, he can shut down Joel Embiid pretty well. I don't know if he can do that with uh, Giannis or not. Not as effectively, because in my mind, the Greek freak is much better than Embiid. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, he might be MVP this year. It, it, people are saying it's Harden, but I might vote for, for Giannis. Um. In the Western Conference, my team, the Portland Trailblazers, is up three games to one against Oklahoma City. Game five is later tonight in Portland. Hashtag Rip City. My sister, Marin, is going to this game tonight. Cool. I'm real jealous of her. And I don't know if you've watched any of it, but this series has been marked by the 
rivalry slash showdown between Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook. And I'm biased, but Lillard has owned Westbrook so far in this series. It's been really fun to watch Russell Westbrook, who I guess I don't like anymore, get more and more frustrated and angry because his team keeps losing, and no matter what he does, it's not helping. So I'm getting a little bit of pleasure out of that. Lillard is really awfully fun to watch because he's one of those players that, at a glance, you may not think that he's terribly good at basketball. Right. And all of a sudden, he, like, drops 35 points, and you're like, what the? (laughs) Also, um, something I... They were talking about, I think, on ESPN or maybe it was local sports news channels uh, about Westbrook and his dominance in the regular season, but his seemingly inability to win during the playoffs since he broke up with uh, Kevin and and, um, the beard. Yeah. (laughs) So... um, which I thought is kind of interesting, you know. He like didn't he have that crazy streak of triple doubles or whatever? Uh, and, yep, yep. And he was MVP two years ago, right? And he, it, it, may, it it just goes back to this ongoing conversation that we have on this podcast about how it really doesn't fucking matter what you do during the regular season in the right. end. Right, it, right. It only matters whether or not you can show up in the playoffs. And if you think about what a guy like Wessel. Russell Westbrook has been able to accomplish in his consistency of being a you know around a, a full skilled player during the regular season. His legacy may not be jack shit because he hasn't been able to perform in the postseason. It's just kind of crazy to think about. Well, right. it, oh yeah, go on. Go ahead, go ahead, Sam. Well, I was just gonna say also like I don't know. I don't know really how this era – I'm not really a huge basketball fan, but it just seems like when you're talking about legacy of a player like Russell Westbrook, who's playing right now in this era of LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, and, like, there's a lot of people who, you know, he's got to do – he's got to, like, make a difference to have kind of a legacy because there are all of these other incredible superstars that are playing right now. And in, you know, the span of history, he could easily be forgotten next to these other guys. Agreed. Yeah. And I think, and I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that he was MVP two years ago, but in my opinion, the hard thing that Russell Westbrook has to figure out is that he's not good enough to be the best guy on a championship team, right? When he was with Durant... That team went to the finals one time, almost made the finals a second time. How many players in the NBA right now are good enough to be the number one guy on a championship-winning team? I think there's six or seven, and I think two of them are on Golden State. Right. Who are the other four? I would list LeBron... I would list Giannis. I would list Kawhi. And that might be it. I don't know. No Kyrie Irving? Come on, you fucker. I don't think I no, I think Kyrie is in that Russell Westbrook category. I, I you know, he won he won a championship as the second best guy on the team. 
Yeah, but he was also responsible for sending them to the playoffs that year that they won, winning the game-winning shot in Game 7 to put them into the finals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, so yeah. He's got, he's got the skills. But, you know, I would put him over Giannis because what the hell has Giannis proved? Nothing yet. Mm. Right, but I think, uh, I think he could... I think he's got it. I think he's got what it takes. I don't know about Harden. I'm not a big Harden fan. Um, Eli hates James Harden. Yeah. Do you, do you hate James Harden? Yeah. Go, I, I go back and forth. I love I his like, beard. I love his beard. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got like feel the best the, look in the NBA. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Did you see him flop in his last game against Utah? When we, we watched that game. Yeah. With the, the throat chop? I missed it. Oh my god, it's so funny. The he's trying to play defense. That's my lip on Harden is that he can't play defense or chooses not to play defense. And the Utah guy, you know, went around him and did the wraparound with his off ball hand. And Harden flops like he got elbowed in the throat. He clearly did not. The guy clearly did not touch him. And then Harden is like pretending to choke and actually has his team call a timeout to justify his flop because he felt like he was choking. Yeah. He's a soccer soccer player. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I like how in the NBA that all suspected shots to the head are reviewed. So, like, I don't know. Whenever there's someone who does flop, I feel like the payback is not even worth it because maybe they'll get a foul, but that play will be reviewed over and over and over again, which just allows fans to be like, oh, my God, what a jackass. Right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't like him because I don't like watching his games because it's essentially just bring the ball up the court, give it to James Harden, and he'll shoot. Yeah. And, like, that's their whole offense. And he scores a lot of points, but he also takes, like, it feels like more than 75% of the shots on the team. Right. So it's just kind of boring, you know? Right. I think uh, Houston, I mean, I think Houston's good enough to win the championship as long as Chris Paul stays healthy and productive. Harden can't do it alone. Uh, NBA playoff viewership, by the way, is down dramatically this year from last year. Yeah, is that because LeBron's not in it? Yeah, it's because LeBron's not in it. Classic. Right. I mean, if I'm LeBron, I'm going to, you know, NBA front offices and being like, you, you guys owe me more money. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is a force of nature. He really is. Yeah. But... You know, I've wasted on tequila right now. He's having so much fun. Yeah, right. he's he's on he's on some kind of goddamn banana boat on Catalina Island, just slugging tequila and playing with fireworks or something he's, like he's that. He's like hanging out with at Jimmy Buffett's house. He is definitely at Jimmy Buffett's house. He's gonna come back to the 2019-2020 season with like Fifty pounds overweight. Yeah, a big old, a big old gut, a big old <laughs> yeah. tequila gut. Yeah. 
Just like really well, but, high blood pressure from all of the salt he's been like licking off the margarita glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Margaritaville. Um, well, the other thing, the wedding joke that I've had is that he is using the summer to film Space Jam 2. Uh, uh. And so, I don't know, this could, maybe we should come back to this in C Block, but I was wondering who would be the, which. NBA players, would you want to have their, play, their talent stolen to uh, give to the Monstars in Space Jam 2? This is a really exclusive conversation because Sam still hasn't seen... Yeah, but he yeah. got the gist of it. <laughs> do, do you think that like if I hadn't seen the first one, Space Jam 2 starring LeBron James will make sense? <laughs> no, you gotta see the people. Otherwise, it's like it's like Lord of the Rings. You'll have no idea. What's going on. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about that in the C block. Though. Yeah, That's we'll like come big, back to the C block. Yeah. I want to talk about baseball, because um, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, so you're hitting the panic button. Red Sox hitting the panic button. Yeah, something's got to give. Nine and fourteen, six games behind the division leading Tampa Bay Rays. It's, yeah. it's been too long to not to just be like everything is okay. Yeah. Um, you did sweep the Rays. Right. But you're still six games behind them. Yeah. And they're playing good baseball. Um I would Yavaldi is having surgery. So who's the next man up? Uh, Hector Velasquez is actually pitching right now. Okay. He's kind of... Uh, <clears throat> he's pretty good. He's uh, he's from Mexico, and he's kind of our uh, Brock Holt of the pitching staff. He, he starts when he needs to. He's middle reliever. He's done some setup work. I don't think he's ever closed a game, but he kind of is a Swiss Army pitcher. Uh-huh. Okay. Your hitting, I mean, I feel like your hitting is going to come around. I actually kind of got sad about how down on himself Mookie Betts was getting. Like, I was reading, he was being interviewed, and just, he was so uh, self-critical. I was kind of amazed. Yeah, he's a, he's a very straight up, he's a straight shooter when it comes to talking about stuff. Uh and he has not been playing very well, much to the chagrin of many, the fantasy baseball owner. Yeah. Including you? No. Including me. Uh, including <laughs> you. <laughs> it's and, a sore yeah, subject. Red, Red Sox Nation as a whole. Yeah. That's that okay, you are. You're playing me this week, so you'll get back in the win column. I noticed that. It's glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so it's the question. pitching, it's the starting pitching is the most concerning thing. Yeah. Like the Red Sox pitching staff is giving up like five home runs a game. Right. And Sale Price and Porcello should be a killer lineup. It has been a killer lineup. Right. I'm worried about Chris Sale. He even, yeah. he even pitched pretty well against Detroit and you guys still lost. Yeah. He only pitched five innings. So yeah. Why? Uh, pitch count, I think. Okay. I didn't watch the game. Uh-huh. But he struck out 10, so that's like a sign of a turn in the right direction. 
But our bullpen was pretty weak to begin with, and now we have lost Ivaldi, which means Velasquez has to move into the starting rotation, which further weakens our bullpen. So it's just kind of it's it's uh it's it's looking bleak. <clears throat> yeah. So here's my question. Because you rival the Yankees, it's not looking great for them either because their essentially entire starting lineup is on the IL. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, right? And they're going to be there for a while. So, but they, then they've got, first of all, they're above 500. So they're still doing better than you guys. Uh, but would you rather be you guys who are losing and you don't know quite what, quite why, so you could say, okay, we'll get it together once the guys start clicking, or would you rather be the Yankees, who are like, well, we're not doing as well as we thought we would, but that's because everybody, literally everybody, is fucking hurt. Okay, first of all, I yeah. would never rather be the Yankees. Okay, yeah, fair point. Than anything, Okay. <laughs> So that's a stupid question. <laughs> Second of all, uh, the Red Sox, I think, will finish above the Yankees if yeah. they make if they make some changes. Why do you? Why do you? I I I don't disagree with you. Why do you feel that way? I feel like the Yankees are. I feel like the Red Sox are a better team still on paper. Uh-huh. Uh And we're younger and we're healthier in general. Yeah, well, right now you fucking are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I keep posting uh, Dr. Nick memes whenever anyone's complaining about the Yankees. I feel like he's their, uh, their clubhouse trainer right now. Right. <clears throat> Certified, got his medical degree from the University of Scranton. Up, upstairs Hollywood Medical School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Med night school upstairs Hollywood medical night school. Um, okay, I wanted to shift to the White Sox real quick before we run out of time. Um, they're doing fine. They're fine. Took two out of three from the Yankees. Lost two out of three to Detroit. Kicked the shit out of Baltimore last night, which was great. So you know, whatever. We're nine and twelve. Great. What I was wanted to talk about was our shortstop, Tim Anderson, who has been smoking it, uh, you know, figuratively speaking, on the baseball field, hitting over 400, highest average in OPS of any shortstop in the American League. He gets been Okay. So in this game against Kansas City last week, he hits a great home run at home against the Royals, flips his bat, Admires, admires his uh, his uh, shot and takes his time around the uh, the bases. Next time up, he gets beamed by Kansas City pitcher uh, Brad Keller. Bases clear, everybody's on the field, everybody's yelling at each other. Joe West, our nemesis, ejects Anderson. And Keller, and one of the bench coaches for Kansas City, and uh, Ricky Renteria, the White Sox manager. 
Um, and White Sox Twitter, myself included, was livid because you essentially ejected Tim Anderson for getting hit by a baby. Did he? Did he charge the mound? He did not charge the mound. No. He walked to first base, but the benches are still cleared. There was like pushing and shoving, no, uh, no fights. Um, it, it's just so affiliating. And then Major League Baseball, so they've got this whole, you know, let the kids play uh, campaign right now. And Tim Anderson could be one of your stars of that campaign. And because he's got flash and style. And he flips his bat, and he gets beamed for it, and then he gets suspended for one game. The pitcher gets suspended for five games, but that's just one start. Um, and the reason, here's the other thing, I don't know if we have time to get into this, but I think it's ironic and hilarious. Tim Anderson, who's black, got ejected, got suspended. The official ruling for his suspension was for... Um, foul language because he called the white pitcher the n-word he said that's uh, i believe it was that's some weak ass shit you n-word uh n-word with an a at the end if you know what i'm saying sure right like he was just mad and that's what he called the pitcher and, well, and he's getting suspended for that <clears throat> i think um I think I don't know about all the the suspensions and you know whatever action the league is taking but I think it's great that someone is super pumped up and flips their bat with a lot of energy after hitting an awesome home run and then I think it's also awesome that the pitcher plunks him the next time he comes up yeah I think one, 100% agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. The, the things that make fucking baseball awesome. Okay. You know? So, like, let, the league will do whatever the league does, but hopefully it doesn't deter people from doing things like that because I right. love that shit both ways. Well, and if you watch the video, the first Anderson at first was like, He immediately got up and like got between Anderson and the pitcher. And Anderson was he was jawing, but he was nodding his head and he was definitely like, okay, okay. And he was walking to post base. There was no absolutely zero intent but uh to charge the mound. Right. That's weird. But I, I think that Eli... I, think yeah, Eli I, I just don't think he should have suspended. You shouldn't get suspended for getting thrown at. Right. Yeah. And fuck Joe West. Right. Yeah. Hashtag I mean, that's a given. Yeah. I'm going to go buy a Tim Anderson jersey, I think. Right. Hashtag fuck Joe West. Hashtag fuck Joe West. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I think, that, I think that... I really feel like intentionally throwing it batters is like one of the great parts of the game has any batter and we have wrapped this up but has any batter gotten seriously hurt and getting hit by a uh, intentional hit hpp not that i can think of yeah. Oh, yeah not off the top of my head i mean probably yeah we should look that up because it is you know 
if you throw a rock at 100 miles an hour at someone, excuse me, that's assault. Yeah, right. but here's the thing is that the, this is the beauty of baseball is that there's even rules involved when you throw at someone. You throw between their shoulder blades and their thighs. Yeah. So basically you're aiming for their lower back and or their ass. Yep. And this pitch is actually kind of funny because it hit him exactly on the ass. It was right. So that, those and that's the, where you want to get hit. Yeah. That stings, but it's, it stings you know, there's it a lot of meat there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't injure you, right? But your point gets across. And professional pitchers are good enough to throw right there. So, you know, it's not like a, oh, I want to hurt you sort of situation. It's a, hey, fuck you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll, I would say that more people have gotten seriously injured by accidental hit by pitches than intentional hit by pitches. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I would, I would. I would 100%. confidently say that, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, White Sox, their schedule has been, um, shit, what was it? At Baltimore, at Detroit, versus Baltimore versus Detroit. So they only play Baltimore and Detroit for the rest of the month. And then uh, the Red Sox come to town for Cinco de Mayo. So that should be fun. All right, um, that's about all we've got for the A Block, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening. Again, this has been Dump on the Up. Our A Block is our, our period where we talk about headlines and hot takes from this week in sports. Again, check us out on all your social media platforms. Uh, Twitter, tweet at us at Dump on the Up. If you like our podcast, subscribe. Give us a rating and a review. I'll read it on the air. Tell your friends so we get more uh, people Talking back at us. Yeah, even uh, even if you don't like it, leave a comment and we'll read it on the air. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Yeah, if you think we suck, if you're sitting there screaming at us because we're getting some factual, you got to comment. Uh, <laughs> anything I'm forgetting, guys? Also, if you love us, tell us that too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We we need you we need your love. We need your attention. <laughs> Alright. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again later this week. Have a good evening and a Never thought it'd be like this But now I got no money So every day we live By the time I turned 10 I was running wild Listening to juvenile Staying at my grandma's house My mama got put out I been through some shit that you will never know But I keep a smile I can't let it show I was 15 Jack and D Caught a murder case Running with the robbers Man, I know